This is All India Radio. In the weekly program, Current Affairs, we now bring you a discussion on Economic Survey 2020. The participants are Gopal Krishna Agrawal and Kumar Bijoy, Economic Analyst, Arya Madan Mohan Journalist, Initiates and Moderates the discussion. Today in Parliament, in Lok Sabha, the Chief Economic Advisor of the Government, Mr. Subramanian, he released or basically gave the outline of the economic survey for this year. So I'd like to direct my first question to you, Vijayoji. Professor, what is the economic survey and why is it important? Budget is basically advanced talk. Economic survey is after happenings, a kind of revisit what exactly had been achieved and what are the performance, a kind of collection of a performance report every year related to what has already been done, to what extent we have achieved and a kind of reporting of the current situation and then on that basis looking at what we are going to do next period. That is what two things. Second, in the economic survey actually gives you your uh, and that happening basically decides to what extent are whatever budgeted, whatever planned, whatever policy frame has been there is actually reaching to the ground. So it is a kind of report card and which becomes very, very important. It is not only a ritual, rather it gives you guidance for the future, what ought to be done and what should not be done, where the correction is required. So many way we can look this economic survey as the name suggests, it is a survey of our own economy. Gopalji, what are the salient points of the economic survey this time, what would you say? Most important thing that the economic survey talked about was the wealth creation. It has said that the government is focusing on the wealth creation. When the Prime Minister, after 2019 winning this election, had also said in a public forum that the size of the cake matters for a growth of an economy of this large size. The size of the GDP is important and therefore the Prime Minister had set a target of $5 trillion economy. This economic survey again says that the wealth creation is the most important and for that wealth creation an ecosystem has to be created which is corruption free, transparent and that also resource allocation. For that the survey talks about market forces which determine a transparent and corruption free resource allocation that's very important. And the third point, the economic survey talks about the trust in the government policies and that trust comes from policies where which are provides a level playing field to all people in the stakeholders in the economy. I think three important factors which this budget talks about is wealth creation, then the overall size of the GDP and the trust and the market forces which can determine the allocation of resources. And ultimately, survey says that Thali Wala concept, a Thalinomics, where it tells that economics has ultimate goal is that everybody should have food, shelter and economic needs of the common man are to be met and that measurable measure in the level, in the form of Thalinomics as has been called by the economic survey. So effectively affordability. Yeah. Yes, measurement of the policies of the government with regard to providing food and other things to the common man. So that's the important thing that the economic survey talks about. 
Professor, is the budget deficit going to rise? That's a very strong question, but certainly it is a reality. Understand one very important aspect. I'll take a minute to explain this instead of directly giving a yes or no answer. We have to understand two important parts. Fiscal prudence is very important for any government. And in fiscal prudence, two things have to be seen. First one is that fiscal deficit. Second one is the fiscal support. So whether your deficit and support, how two are going to work. If you want to control, you want to increase your prudence and deficit has to be contained, then support might not be extended. In the bottoming economy, support is essential. First priority, it ought to be to take out the economy from that a kind of slowdown and take them out. We little bit go out of that so-called deficit bracket because it is a self-discipline. If you look into what we are referring, of course, international reference is there, but Indian reference is FRBM is there. So from FRBM, like this time also, 3.3% of target was, but it has slipped to 3.8%. Even it might be 4%. We have seen up to 5.8 or 6% you know, deficit. That's not a big deal. If you talk about U.S. economy, it has even during 2008-9, it had gone to 8% of the deficit. But their main objective was there that economy had to be pulled out from the crisis. Even right now, India kind of focus should be Governments should concentrate more on taking the economy on the growth path, making it possible to grow faster because have to achieve this 5 trillion economy. And for that, it is essential that support to the various segment is required. So undermining the deficit will not be a big issue. So even if it 4 or 4.2% it goes in the coming year, should not be that much a kind of a matter of great concern. Just a quick question here, building off that, basically oil priced in dollar. So will the fiscal deficit rise, cause the rupee to slip? To some extent, yes, it will be there. But now a question is, slippage of the rupees is something like a two-way sword. If you can really cash upon that through your export, looking the global scenario on which our respectable Prime Minister has already indicated today itself that our budget will be focusing on the situation of the world economy, how India can take advantage of that. Value chain. And value chain system chain. has to be there. Economic advisor Subhanian Sahab has also said that we have to look into what kind of growth strategy we should make and that is what Chinese model he had you know, mentioned. It is like concentrating more and more on the manufacturing sites, more on the secondary sectors, maybe at the micro unit level, how it could be there. Like it is assembled in India for a world. That is what his inverted comma talk is. So, Gopalji, this is an interesting concept. China was able to grow and the ASEAN countries were able to grow very fast in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s because the world economy was large. And I mean, is this a valid strategy based on the fact that we expect to export? Are we assuming that the global markets are going to remain weak? However, we seek to gain some market share from other people already in the business. The growth model which China followed of linking its manufacturing to the global demand and exports is not present level completely followed and it's not feasible at this because there is some sort of slowdown on the global economy is also there and secondly more and more protectionist policies are being followed particularly by European and American countries. So that's not a very feasible for India. We have a large domestic market and therefore Prime Minister also tells that if you have heard today the President in his remark also said that we should all Indians focus more on buying local products and consuming local manufacturing products. That's one focus area that we have to protect our domestic market, our industry 
has to focus more on the development for the domestic market. Another thing that the economic survey talks about and can benefit our industries that due to US-China trade war, many of the industries are seeing a shift from the China to countries like ASEAN, neighboring countries. And in that shift, if the uh, government works on ease of doing business, where it has still a lot more has to be done and provides a level playing field and transparent policy making, predictable policy, which the government is focusing under the ease of doing business initiative. Those industries can shift and come to India and Indian domestic industry can integrate to the regional and the global supply chain. That's one area, very important area. When does growth restart, according to the CEA, the Chief Economic Advisor? CEA has very specifically said that in the second half of the current year, fiscal, this current year, we will see GDP growth rate of 6 to 6.5%. They have estimated that the current years, this GDP growth is 5% and it has certain concerns and challenges for the economy. So it is now bottomed out and they expect that the GDP growth rate will improve with second quarter of 6 to 6.5 and the government target of further investment through national infrastructure pipeline will help it further. Professor, the infrastructure development which uh, Gopalji just said, is this going to be a big push? I highlight two, three things here. First thing is that the way IMF also has made report, the recent report, their economic outlook and specifically focusing India where they have revised it, the current financial, they have brought it down to 4.8% of GDP expansion. But they are also looking into that next year, it will be somewhere 5.5% and next to next year, that is 21-22, it will be somewhere 6% plus, that is 6.5% approximately. So, whole world is looking that yes, India has potential, India will, even I personally feel that yes, it will be there. Gopalji was saying that the focus is there in the wealth creation in the economic survey. It is right. And it has been mentioned at one of the place in the economic survey, this current economic survey, that ethical wealth creation. Even I was thinking only wealth creation will not be a good help. It will not be surviving for long until unless it is worth creation. Wealth with wisdom, wealth with honesty, mm. that is what essentially required. That's the focus is there. Second important point is aspiration for 5 trillion economies. Again, two point agenda has been suggested there that first it says it's a pro-business policy. And second, have to weaning away from the pro-crony policy. Third, very, very important and indirectly, even Gopalji was mentioning right now, how the consumerism is going to increase. Because consumption index, if you look into, is not very kind of promising in nature. So until unless consumption index basically moves, but again, million dollar question is, how consumption index will be moving. So there are two sides which we have to view. We have talked more on a supply side. Demand side also of the economy has to be viewed where your unemployment, inflation, everything comes into picture. And that makes it. Infrastructure will create position. But these things will make it sustainable. Basically, infrastructure by government is a kickstarter. It has a number of multiple areas which it influences and can boost. So is the intent the job should come from that in the short term, effectively employment and then taxes, etc., because revenue can only be built on a good tax base? The economic survey talks about this formalization of the economy. That's a very important indicator that the economic survey has pointed out that we have seen a growth of employment in the organized sector to the level of 22.8%. It's a good and hearty sign. Government's effort with regard to GST and 
other initiative that curbing black money and circulation of the cash and moving towards banking economy, digital economy, uh, that's all efforts have given good result that we are moving towards formalization of economy and for the employment. Formal is a sector is a more better where they get better social benefits either in the form of ESI provident fund. And it has also talked about that uh, working on a GS this index of measuring the ease for MSME operations. How economic survey extensively talks about how much time it takes for setting up an industry in India and uh, in comparison to global standards and how various permissions time take. That's an important thing that they've said entrepreneurship, self-employment to create employment requires that we have to look into these bottlenecks and these roadblocks which sometimes makes new business setup difficult. So these are the important areas but we have to move towards entrepreneurship and self-employment. That's one thing the economic survey focuses and second thing is it also tells about that the inflation that inflation is quite under control and we have also seen that the inflation went to a level of 2.6% which is quite low. This inflation sufficiently gives space for the policies for the government. We have to push more liquidity into the agriculture economy so that this inflation doesn't harm. Mainly food inflation. So therefore we have ample space to move with the inflation figures and we have to create some liquidity into the agriculture, rural economy so that liquidity and consumer demand can be built on that. Professor, that's an interesting point about inflation and uh, Gopalji just mentioned it and effectively inflation in consumer products, if you look at prices of eggs and even bread in the last... Food inflation uh, basically, protein inflation, milk inflation, something like that. Dals, uh, lentils, which is a staple for all Indians. That has been increasing. Do you see the RBI taking a move in terms of raising interest rates or anything? Will they feel pressured based on the inflation numbers? Basically, last time the Monetary Policy Committee has said that they had capacity, so they are very positive in view. But time being what, if you ask me personally, I'm looking for something like a standstill kind of condition, and that will be a great help to the economy because they have to make sure it. But the most important part is, normally, a little bit I'll take it from research point of view. Actually, policy rate may not necessarily point to point is affecting to the market because how much it is actually transmitted through bank to the final consumer makes a lot of difference. Personally, we feel that right now most important is that demand has to get created from normal goods market rather than money market and liquidity is going to make the difference. So bankers have got liquidity but they are not getting the demand. That is very big challenge and credit offtake has come down to single digit. That's a big challenge. So effectively, the pump priming by the government, effectively through infrastructure, massive infrastructure investment, employment generation, then the consumer economy starts to pick up and then people and then manufacturers and other people tend to jump in and say we need to increase capacity. But I think overall, Gopalji, the present time, the intensity in terms of the overcapacity, region of about 70% only. So how does that gap get filled? When Because you need manufacturers saying, well, we have enough capacity, we have excess capacity at the moment. How does that happen? The consumer demand has to pick up. The biggest challenge at present is not inflation, but as the consumer demand is low, therefore investment is not coming. If there is a good consumer demand, ultimately, because supply-side credit problems have been for the financial institution, bank, etc. have been rectified that the economic survey also says 
that now the banks are strong they have good transparent balance sheets they are reasonably capitalized mergers is also taking place so supply side of credit has been taken care of the issue is now consumer demand that can come through infusing liquidity in the rural sectors and the giving more money to the bottom strat of the pyramid which has a multiplier effect in expenditure the second thing is the government spend this economic survey clearly says that the fiscal deficit target may have to be relaxed you also asked the question economic survey says that we have to relax but the government should continue spend the important thing is we have to work on a pro business policy that's also very clearly being mentioned in the economic survey government has to continue spend infuse more liquidity into the rural economy and the bottom strata point of time it can relax certain fiscal deficit targets and give a longer road map for fiscal consolidation and continue on the pro business policy that's important gopal ji was saying it's actually very interesting because there is the c subramanyam has very clearly ruled out any kind of sops to the farmers or increasing subsidies to them this is good for the economy what does it say about the subsidy position i know he's talking about food subsidies being reduced are we in a comfortable position are people starving is the problem in the rural areas it's not that way actually what happens the entire pricing mechanism has to get corrected for the agro products and government what i can personally say i'll give a full credit to this government who had created the infrastructure for that kind of even the egram enam if you talk about the agro product even the two years back top policy had come where tomato onion potato policies but the question is india has to get streamlined into that the ecosystem which is really required has to get connected through and until and unless it is of that complete channelization of the system is there result will not come but i am sure that within a year or two you will find out that those policy frames which has been there into the system will start giving the good result important policy is going to be a game changer which i personally feel of course long back there was mg narega which was a kind of support but now it's a mudra policy you know that's a micro development and refinancing is there that is one and second today president in his speech has already mentioned india has become third largest startup ecosystem 27000 eco startups has been registered this time so simply indicates that may not necessarily be every time we look mega units to be stalled even micro units they are going to see which will be a game changer actually very interesting there because uh, gopal ji as the professor was saying the globally it has been seen that the small and medium enterprises are the ones that actually generate employment the larger enterprises tend to be downsizing they'll be you know streamlining operations automation whatever that sort of thing so in terms of the uh, gst which is also applicable to all businesses performance on the gst side from october november last year started to get better and the ca also clarified he also called out the fact that without gst revenues being buoyant we cannot achieve what we want to so how do you see this developing now gst is one big challenge for the government what happened is under the gst council the center government has promised a 14% increment to the states every year on the indirect tax front and if economic survey talks about 4.1% growth in gst collection there is a challenge that how to meet those 
gap for the state. That's one thing. The government has to look into whether it is through more compliance. Because the ease of taxation, the economic survey also talks and the president has also talked about e-assessment and transparency in taxation, reduction in corporate taxes, reduction under the indirect tax under the GST. So government is moving towards reduction in direct and indirect taxes. So more compliance has to come about through technological solutions like GST, online returns, etc. This is one challenge how the government makes. Therefore, the survey also talks about alternative means of capital formation, whether it is disinvestment or monetization of the assets. And you talk about ecosystem. They have talked about the technological solution, the way Modi government is working on the issues of technological solution, whether it is in the form of government e-market, gem or trades. Those solutions can provide better services. So, for startup and stand-up ecosystem, this technological solution in service providing gives new opportunities for setting up new businesses. Add one thing here in the GST. Please. It's a fantastic concept. It is a really required country like India. Only thing is that how best it is going to get implemented and especially the adjustment and the uh, refunds, you know, uh, refunds. refunds, you know, how best it is automated without any personal or any individual's in interference. How best you can judge with the merit of the transaction centred, whether this claim is a genuine claim or it is going to be a kind of you know, fabricated claim. These kind of detections are essentially required and it will be a you know, suggestion to the government establish the institution, effective institution, as early as to make GST fruitful. I think another point here in terms of uh, Gopalji has mentioned disinvestment and I know there's been a big, uh, a new model which uh, CEA has uh, advocated today. Can you tell us something about that? It is there. Mm-hmm. What normally, the kind of deficit which we talk about, if suppose you keep on uh, increasing your uh, support system from the fiscal component, your deficit will increase. So it can be, you know, really uh, compensated or can get neutralized through foreign investment in the form of government bonds. Okay, more and more government bonds can get supported from the foreign investment so that, you know, money from outside comes through the in the system of government bonds that it you know percolate further to the you know economy and the moment it is in the government bond it will be in you know very established system is there where the they keep on paying back and ultimately find out that our crowding in will remain maintained there will be no crowding out for the private organizations to get fund from the country especially msme they so will be getting that money from the country so what you're saying is effectively Foreign investors allowed to participate big time in the Indian bond market, which yeah. at the moment is not really the right size. It has to be stimulated further. It has to further. be realized. Now, that is what it is really required to get connected. So, Gopalji, in terms of disinvestment, I understand uh, CEA has said that uh, possibility, because I know we're going to miss our disinvestment target again this year, but he's saying for next year, next fiscal, there's a model that companies will actually, the government share will be transferred to a private uh, corporate body, which can then seek to monetize that uh, slowly, the actual uh, float, the IPO, the holdings. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Earlier we had experimented with this Bharat uh, Net, where equities were transferred from the government to that uh, mutual fund where ETF and other products were developed. Yes, so that is one thing. And 
we earlier also if we go historically we see that uti had a, at that point of time lot of shares were transferred to the uti and then later on they were offloaded and there is a giving a good uh, dividend and return to the government at the time certain time when there is a, a low appetite for any equity in, from the equity market whether it is public sector undertaking or private companies government can look into etf mutual fund is increasing a lot but gopal ji at the moment the markets are at all time highs this is a great time for the government to just hold ipos and raise money isn't it no no i don't think it's the market sensex is high because of only nifty and sensex but the actually liquidity has to be generated into the b and c category of shares in the market that's where the pinching is there and uh, the mutual fund the develop lot of money is flowing to the mutual fund industry and that is investing majorly on the sensex and the uh, nifty shares only so that concentration of money flow into this not very conducive to the overall capital formation therefore we need certain new instruments in the bond market and we have to uh, work on this uh, new instruments primary and secondary bond market so that uh, it will help into reducing the uh, dependence of, of the private corporate sector into bank finance only yes. there will so be disintermediation yeah. yes. so therefore we need a primary and secondary bond market to be developed and more depth into the equity market that so that we have good papers in the b and c category also professor the cea presents the economic survey every year can you call out in the last uh, few minutes of the program both of you some specific and very key elements that have not perhaps appeared before in this uh, economic survey key elements see every economic survey has got certain uniqueness and a focus similarly uh, this economic survey is also having theme like the way it has been presented for wealth creation and 10 point agenda has been set in this economic survey that through this 10 point agenda we are going to achieve last time also there was a you know if you remember just a year back something around or six months back it was a concept of homo sapiens versus homo economicus so we are not homo economicus we are homo sapiens and behavioral aspect are more important than the economic aspect so similarly here also the wealth creation is one and that thalinomics has been there it is a very basic thing thalinomics is again the same first requirement of the food is there but the most important is in this economic survey which we can take away this two point agenda for making 5 trillion economy like pro business policy and you know moving away from so called crony policy crony capitalism it, yeah yes. that if you really means it is not only big are going to help you even a smaller medium size micro size also is going to help you is a kind of message from here and for that we have to have three things which i personally feel first thing is that ease of doing business has got so many categories we have to work upon that and how to we improve so that we should jump to in first 30 of the list second corruption perception index we had government really required to work upon most of those parameters like registration electricity supply all those you know permissions granted to it all these things are really on the top of voice is saying that india requires to concentrate more on that on a fastest pace the way china is making hospital gopal ji your take on this these points uh, in addition to what uh, professor vijay uh, sarvesh said 
I would like to mention two important things. Is one that the market forces should determine the national resource uh, allocation. That's one thing. Also, in addition to wealth creation and pro-business policy that the CA has talked about, and it's an important thing. Is another point was the trust in the government policy that comes through fighting corruption and creating a level playing field and transparent ecosystem. for businesses ease of doing business so trust in the government policy market forces in allocation and relaxation on the fiscal deficit are important and one challenge they say is modest revival in the agriculture sector so because economic survey also points out which area needs a much more focus and support from the government shows that agriculture sector and the rural economy will need a big thrust from the government side in this budget that's also pointed out and it also sets out a good target for uh, export share of increasing from 3.5% by 2025 and making it to, to 6% of the global trade talking about the historical perspective which where india uh, had a very big market share globally and we control almost 25 to one point of time in the history almost more than 50% of the global trade so that is the history we have to move in those directions i think service exports at the moment are probably i think 3% 3.5% and manufacturing exports from india's perspective is only 1.7% of global trade so there's obviously a long way to go yes. but uh, moving in the right direction thank you very much you were listening to a discussion on economic survey 2020 the participants were gopal krishna agrawal and kumar bijoy economic analyst Arya Madan Mohan, journalist, initiated and moderated the discussion. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. You can also listen to this program on our website, newsonair.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for updates. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com. At